You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Tuesday, December 28th. You are listening to the Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. We are in the midst of a recruiting dead period, but even with the slowdown, there is still so much to talk about when it comes to recruiting. It is Under Armour All-American Game Week. This game is scheduled to take place this Sunday, January 2nd at 2 p.m. Eastern. The nation's best 2022 recruits are descending on Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida, and we will hopefully, and yes, I say hopefully, get to watch them suit up and take the field one last time in their high school careers. Joining me now to preview the game and to talk about what he's looking forward to seeing the most on Sunday is 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analyst, Andrew Ivins. Andrew, how are we doing there in sunny Florida? Thanks so much for coming on and joining me. Uh, anytime, Lance. Fingers crossed this bowl game will, not bowl game, all-star bowl game will get played. So I'm kind of in like wait and see mode. Just like I said, keeping keeping that uh, those fingers crossed. Yes, we all are throughout the country keeping the fingers crossed. We want to be able to watch this game on January 2nd. And I think we have to address that elephant in the room. Look, we've seen it affect really every sport and it's really impacted college bowl season significantly. The Omicron variant is spreading throughout the country. You were supposed to have media availability on Tuesday. That was canceled. We've seen a couple of players already pull out of this game. Of course, look, we want this game to be played and everyone that has played a role in it whether they're participating as a player or not, wants this obvious, wants this game to, to go forward with. But I mean, it seems like things as of right now, at least, are pretty much up in the air in regards to the status of it moving forward. Yeah, you know, kind of one of the, I don't want to say it's the, the, the signature things that this game has, but every year, uh, and, and you know, last year they didn't play the Under Armour game. Uh, that game was put on hold because of COVID-19. They do a media day. Um, where all the players will check in, they get time with various recruiting outlets, local newspapers, all that stuff. So it, it, it used to be kind of a huge deal before the early signing period because there would be so much recruiting news. And this would be the middle of a dead period. Everyone just had in-home visits. There'd be more in-home visits, official visits coming up before that February's traditional national signing day. That's kind of gone. Um, out of the 100 players on the roster or the most recent roster I've seen, only eight of them are unsigned. So we know where a lot of these kids are going, um, but it's still nice to kind of just get a chance to size them up, put together an all lobby team, you know, just just interact with them, hear some recruiting stories. So that so that's gone. Uh, they're still planning to practice as of this is Monday when we're recording. They're going to do practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, walk through Saturday, and, and play Sunday. I, from what I've heard, you know, the players are getting tested when they arrive. So we'll see. You know, Jaheim Singletary, a, a five star cornerback that signed with Georgia, he's already announced on Twitter that he will not be participating due to COVID nineteen. So I think we're going to see some of that, but. For Florida is a pretty talented state. And in, in, in years past, when a kid's got injured, um, event organizers would kind of get one of these local kids to come fill in a spot. So I think we could see some of that as well. But hopefully, we'll see. It, it sounds like they are preparing to play, though. And, and of course, obviously, like you said at the beginning, our fingers are crossed that they're able to go through with it. And like you said, Florida, a very talent-rich state. And if they need to, you know, pick and pluck a couple players here and there to fill out the roster, so be it if they can get this game going on January 2nd. But let's start by taking a look at some of the players you want to keep an eye on this week, specifically those high four stars looking to potentially add that fifth star. 
I'm talking about Alabama signee Jahad Campbell and Georgia signee Dalen Everett. Those two are ones that stand out for me. What are you looking to see from the two future SEC defenders that can get them over the hump and, and can help them secure that fifth star this week? Yeah, you know, th- th- these we- this week and uh, the All-American Bowl, um, you know, they're all-star games, but this is the first chance to kind of see some of these guys going up against the best of the best. I think at last check, uh, somewhere like 32 of the top 50 players in the country were going to be in Orlando for the All-America game. So, you know, th- these guys are going against elite talent. And in and- and- Jihad Campbell's case and Dalen Everett, both those guys were at IMG Academy. They spent their senior seasons there. So um, they- they- they've seen it, uh, you know, other dudes a little bit more some than some of these other guys uh but th- they fall into an interesting category and that's the guys that are right on that that cusp of a fifth star you know at 24 7 sports we like to award 32 five stars every cycle and that's kind of mirroring what the nfl draft does every year you gotta remember there's 32 first round picks every year so far in this in this 2022 cycle we've got 25 stars so that means we got 12 more to go i think both dayland and jihad are kind of right there. For me, Jihad, he's kind of a defensive chess piece. Is he a linebacker? Is he an edge rusher? You know, he was committed to Clemson for the longest time. They were telling him he was an ex-Isaiah Simmons. Then he decommits right before the early signing period. Inks with Alabama. Alabama's probably going to play him in more of a traditional linebacker role, but I'm interested to see what what he does at IMG. He did everything as a senior. You know, he, he covered guys in the slot. He rushed the quarterback. So I just want to see how he fits in, what he looks like uh, against some other bigger players in that front seven. With Dalen Everett, you know, I love his profile. I'm probably the one analyst that's the biggest fan of him. He wasn't tested all that much at IMG Academy um, this past year out on the boundary. We didn't really see him on the seven-on-seven circuit. So I'm interested to see how he holds his own during one-on-ones against some of these elite wide receivers like a Luther Burden and Evan Stewart. Um, Can he hang with those guys? So those are two. And there's a ton more. There's a ton more in that kind of category. I also, you know, tell people, uh, two years ago, or, or I should say three years ago, Evan Neal, the offensive lineman for Alabama, you know, he was in this game. We had him as a borderline five star. There was conversations about not giving him that fifth star, and he was excellent all week. He ended up finishing inside the 32. So there's a lot of that going on as well. We're just trying to get our rankings correct, and this is the perfect outlet and, and kind of event to, to get everything in order. And just how big of a barometer can this week of practice in the game be in determining whether to, I guess, either move a recruit up or maybe even move them down? I mean, every rep is against the best of the best. So I would think if a recruit really shows out against those considered, I guess, equal to him, that can really influence where he finishes in the final rankings. You know, absolutely. And I think some people, some fans, uh, some uh, of schools, you know, they think we come out here and just just see these guys do this and that's the end all be all. And, and that's not the case. You know, the evaluation process is ongoing. It takes everything into account. The senior season, the junior season, uh, the, the testing numbers, the, the, the production, where, where that production's coming against. Um, but, but there's no doubt that a, a solid outing at an all-star game can certainly move a guy up. You know, Emmanuel Henderson, he, He's a running back that signed with Alabama. Um, that will be, I uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, lacing it up this week. Uh, he averaged over 180 yards rushing a- as a as a senior playing in a lower classification in a small town in Alabama. And we have never seen him before at an elite camp or at a seven on seven tournament. And you know, uh, obviously, it matters in pads on Friday nights. But it would be nice to just kind of gauge what he looks like against what some of the other top dudes are supposed to be. So I think. 
think there's definitely some certain certain situations where we really want to know. I think when you look at quarterbacks, you know, this is always a difficult week for quarterbacks. You're working with new receivers, um, the offensive line. Normally, they don't they aren't haven't gelled, and the defensive line gets a ton of pressure. So I'm always a little you know reserved when I kind of try to knock a quarterback. But there's absolutely some positions where you can learn really fast just how good a guy is, how they move, what they look like in one on ones, if it's if it's offensive and defensive line and those pass rushing drills. So it's it's a piece of the puzzle. It's not the full puzzle, but it certainly carries some weight, these all-star games. And you mentioned quarterbacks. There are six set to participate in the game. I'll go through them all right now. A&M signee Connor Wiegman, Florida State signee A.J. Duffy, South Carolina signee Braden Davis, Utah signee Nate Johnson, Vanderbilt signee A.J. Swan, and Notre Dame signee Steve Angeli. Of those six, who are you most looking forward to seeing? You know, Which guy or guys, I guess I should say, are really piquing your interest prior to the start of practices? Well, let's let's start with Connor Wegman. He's he's the highest ranked quarterback of the bunch here. He, he signed with Texas A&M. Texas A&M actually is going to have more representation than anyone else at this All Star game. I think right now they have fourteen signees that are set to to participate, set to be in Orlando. Uh, what's even crazier is they're going to have seven more at the All American Bowl the following week. So Wegman is kind of I don't want to say he's the crown jewel of the class, but quarterback position the quarterback position is so important in football. And while he might not be at the highest rank. Aggie signee. I think all eyes are going to be on him. You know, Jimbo Fisher, he was on the 24-7 Sports Signing Day show. Uh, our guy, Josh Pate, asked him about Quinn Ewers and, and Connor Wegman, and, and Jimbo was quick to state that he felt like Wegman was the best quarterback in the country. That's not surprising. You're, you're always going to talk your guy up. But what I thought was interesting, he noted how Connor really didn't have a bunch of Division One talent around him in high school. That's not going to be the case on Sunday. I mean, he is going to have five of the nation's top 10 ranked wide receivers uh, in that offensive huddle or or in some some variation that includes Evan Stewart, Luther Burden, Alabama signee Shaz Preston, North Carolina signee Andre Green, another Texas A&M signee Chris Marshall. So there's going to be a ton of talent around him. I want to see what he looks like. I remember uh, Wegman back at the Elite 11 finals back in the summer months. I, I, I loved how he moved the ball down the field. I think I, I tracked him one game. He threw over 40 passes, which is kind of unheard of in seven on seven. So I'm interested to see what he looks like. Is he a dude with all this talent around him. And then the other quarterback, uh, I'll give you two more. AJ Duffy signed with Florida State, was at IMG Academy for his senior season. Kind of, I think he missed the final two or three games due to a thumb injury. Greg Biggins, uh, our West Coast insider, he's really close with AJ Duffy. Sounds like AJ is going to be a full go. He's been cleared by doctors. And then the other guy's Nate Johnson, signed with Utah. I've compared him a little to Derek King, uh, the, the former Miami quarterback, Houston quarterback, who's going to try to get drafted in the NFL. Uh, he's a true dual threat talent, has gone 10-5 in the 100-meter dash. I think he, there's a chance if you tune in on Sunday, he's going to be invading some pressure, keeping some plays alive. So those are the three quarterbacks I, I'm really interested in. Again, starts with Wegman, Duffy, uh, and Nate Johnson as well. Andrew, a couple more from me before we go. These games are obviously filled with storylines and filled with players that could, of course, make instant impacts come the 2022 season. Like you said, these are the best of the best. Is there a guy or maybe multiple guys that you think participating in this game can play significant roles on their team next year, regardless of the position that they play? So I wanted to know what 
these Clemson signees look at. Uh, Clemson should have five guys participating in the game. Um, and if you've been following college football, you're well aware that, that Clemson has seen some attrition, not only on like with the recruiting class, I had three notable decommitments right before that early signing period, but just in general, a lot of guys have lo- left that roster. I know they lost two receivers and Dabo Sweeney does not want to get involved in that transfer portal. He means he remains steadfast that they're not going to take guys that way. And if you start just kind of crunching the numbers that means some of these Clemson signees are going to have to play in some type of capacity here in 2022 does that mean they're going to be starters probably not uh, but they're gonna have to play on special teams and they're gonna have to be rotational guys so I'm a huge fan of Clemson wide receiver signee Adam Randall I, I loved what he did as a senior he's a big thick wide out with some foot speed I want to see what he looks like out here against these top defensive backs another receiver Antonio Williams he can fly I want to see what he looks like and then Sherrod Cavill, uh, you know, he's kind of an in-the-box safety out of Virginia that stuck with the Tigers. Uh, I think to me, he's someone that could be in that fifth, sixth defensive back for Clemson next season. So I want to see what these guys look like. You know, is Clemson, obviously they're going to, they've lost some some veterans, but what are they bringing in behind those guys? And, and that's a group I'm going to be closely tracking over the next few days. Yeah, of course, you know, Dabo Sweeney in a changing college football world still refuses to uh, hit that transfer portal for uh, holes that the Tigers have, obviously, each and every year. Andrew, last one for me. Are there any storylines you're tracking from a recruiting perspective that fans should, I guess, keep their eyes on heading into this weekend? I know you said most of these guys are already signed, but there are some names out there, some big names out there that that are still uncommitted. Shamar Story, Harold Perkins, uh, to name two. Are there any recruiting storylines that you uh, are looking forward to tracking uh, as the week goes on. Yeah, you, you mentioned those two. Like I said, by my count, just eight of the players on, on the game's rosters uh, are not signed. I guess the big thing is how good can this Texas A&M class get? I mentioned they're going to have 14 guys in here. Uh, you said Harold Perkins, the five-star linebacker, and Shamar Stewart, the five-star defensive lineman. Uh, a lot of people, including myself, think Texas A&M leads for both. So that's 15 and 16, and those are two five-stars. And, uh, you know, just the, the, this class for Texas A&M, it, it's already um, ranked super high, historically high in the 24-7 sports era. And there's a chance it's only going to get better. Sounds like Perkins, according to 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting Steve Wilfong, will announce Sunday. I don't know if it's going to be the first, second, or third, or fourth quarter. He's one guy. And then two other kids are going to announce uh, at, at some point, or it sounds like they will. Javante Barnes, a top 247 running back out of Las Vegas. Uh, he's considering Oklahoma, USC, FSU, Alabama, and Utah. And then the other one is Jacoby Matthews, a, a a bigger safety, uh, you know, kind of, again, closer to the line of scrimmage type guy might ultimately be a linebacker. He's out of Louisiana. Crystal ball right now is split between LSU and Texas A&M. So I think the theme is all week we're going to be talking about Texas A&M. And then LSU actually has some guys in this game as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew underscore Ivans, getting ready for the Under Armour All-American game Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Lots of storylines to follow with that one. Ivans, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Of course, guys. Another great week of episodes coming out to close out the 2021 year. For Andrew Ivins, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Repeating Podcast.